we better get started. And now, in a few moments, I shall push this start button and thereby release the most tremendous surge of power ever created by man. I forgot what I was supposed to say. That means that the number one pick in the 2021 NBA draft goes to the Detroit Pistons. Hi, hello, Detroit sports haters, critics, skeptics, and fans. This is episode seven of the I Hate Detroit Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Carl Coffey. And this is, I go, Timmy, I can't you. How are you, Tim? What's up, Potterino? Oh, we have a special guest for the first time ever. Replacing Uncle Rob is Rick M., our basketball insider. What's up, Rick M.? Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, man. It's good to have you on. Listen, you are from the great state of Michigan. So do you love Werner's Pop? Uh, honestly, I do not. I, I Not even a little bit. Goodness. Can't stand the stuff. Gracious. You know, does that take his Michigan card away, Tim? I mean, it's. I mean, of all the Michigan pops, it's the best, and it's a Michigan cure-all. Like, you get the flu, Verner's. Get a cough, Verner's. Mm-hmm. Cure-all. All right, listen. The Detroit Pistons. It's been a dark time, Detroit sports fans. It's been a dark time for many years. Something is coming to light. Something is positive. We got the number one pick. In the NBA draft, and it was exciting. Did you watch the draft lottery, Rick M? No, no, I didn't watch it. Wow. I just figured that uh, as soon as if they got if they did get the pick like they were projected to, uh, people would blow up my phone, and let me know it, and they let me know it. All right, so, so I heard about it quickly after. Rick M is he, he is so right jaded. He has been beaten down for all these years. All these bad coaches, these bad GMs, this horrible owner. Rick M doesn't even care about the Pistons anymore, so I understand why I didn't watch. Me, myself, I did watch. What about you, Tim? I, I did not. I've been conditioned for the Detroit sports teams to get the sixth overall pick oh, in lotteries. Conditioned. Right. <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, they, they lived in that area for a while, and uh, I mean, and that's the thing. So that's the thing with me and the Pistons. Uh, five, ten years ago, I was way too deep, and I got burned way too much. And yeah, those like mid, like six, seven, eight picks, and you know, get your hopes up, and then two years later, you're like, why did I even bother? Yeah, you know, it wasn't even worth it. Every time I look on my Facebook history, I often see messages or posts. I mean, from Rick M, from me to him, or you to me, excited about players who ended up being mediocre or bust. So I understand Rick M, but let's move forward. I know you're a big-time basketball fan, so I'll go to Tim first, and you can skip this question if you'd like. So, Tim, you like I, you like all the teams, Tigers, Red Wings, Lions, Pistons. When was the last time a Detroit sports team made you happy? Collectively, it was like 2007, 2008. Goodness gracious. The Wings won the Stanley Cup. Uh, the Lions drafted this wide receiver out of uh, Georgia Tech. He turned out to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was just okay, though, you know, not not spectacular, just great. Uh, the Tigers just got Miggy for pennies on the dime. It was a good time to be alive. You're going way too far back. 
Tim, and and I'm glad you're on this show. I do like you, but you're you're wrong here because I mean, what, what, the, what the 2012 World Series appearance wasn't fun when we swept the Yankees in the ALCS. The 2014 Lions when we had the number two defense in the league when we had 11 and five when we made the playoffs and almost beat the Cowboys. You seriously just skip past those years? The happiest period for me was 2007-2008, but no, um, the years the Tigers were great, there that was there was hope. Timmy's an all-or-nothing kind of guy. He says championship was, oh, wait, was a great year for the reasons he named. Rick, um, do you have an answer for this? I do, and uh, I had to think about it for a second, and uh, you thought, like, 2007-2008 was too long ago. That's probably the last time I was purely legitimately happy. As you know, I'm pretty much just a, a basketball fan, so just a Pistons fan. So, uh, 08 was the last uh, uh, Eastern Conference Finals that they appeared in, but it was the year before. Uh, you know, they uh, um, Ben Wallace wasn't there anymore, but they had Chris Webber in the middle. So it was like a chance. This would be C-Webb's first championship. And that's the year when they met LeBron James, and LeBron James had his coming out party, and he scored the last 25 oh, uh, yes. points for the Cavs or whatever. Awesome. And that was so deflating. <laughs> and then the next year, they still made it against the Celtics, but I think everybody knew that they weren't going to make it past the Celtics that year. So 07 was legitimately probably the last time when I really thought the Pistons had a legitimate chance. And, uh, and they broke my heart. Thank you for your honesty, Rick M. And listen, Detroit GMs, three out of four are top-notch. I have nothing bad to say about Steve Eiserman. And Rick, I don't know how much you know about hockey, but I guarantee you know who Steve Eiserman is. Of course, I you know, know Steve Eiserman. Yeah, you know who Troy Weaver is. Dude, the guy knows how to do it. He's a great he, – he's right there with Steve, Steve Y. Brad Holmes with the Lions. He seems okay so far. It's early. The only bad GM is Uncle Al with the Tigers. So those are the four GMs. Rick M. I'm I'm gonna say you gotta answer this. You gotta rank the four GMs four through one. Who's the worst? Do you think it's at Uncle L? Um I, I actually honestly I don't really have a opinion about uh ranking the GMs, so you know, I wanted to be fair there. Any, I figured you thought it was just, you know, Troy Weaver and, and Steve Y one two. And I agree with you. The other two Uncle Al has proved himself to be, eh. Obviously, you can't really mess up number one picks, and Brad Holmes has been there for too little. So, Tim, you probably have an opinion on these four. Who's the f- the fourth best GM in Detroit? You mean the worst? Fourth best. We're we're gonna be positive today. Well, T O L Uncle L has been, as my boy John Ralphie would say, the worst. He's terrible. Terrible. Yeah, I know, I know. All right, so who's number three? It's probably between uh, Weaver and Holmes. I have Weaver. I really don't feel like he's done a whole lot. Uh, and I, I the, the same thing can be said about Holmes. It's like 2A, 2B. Okay. I like, I like more of the stuff that Holmes has done so far. Weaver was actually able to tank, and he's the reason why <laughs> we, we got the number one pick. So uh, I think you're wrong there. And I'm okay with, with Steve... Why number one, but I think I would replace Weaver and Holmes two, three. Yeah, uh, I see that. I mean, we're halfway done. I really appreciate Rick M coming on. He was a last minute addition. Our other guests fell through, but number one pick, this is an exciting moment. 
And listen, everyone thinks it's going to be Cade Cunningham. CC, same initials as myself. A lot of people are excited about that. Born in September of 2001. You know, that was our graduation year, Rick M. How old does that make you feel? That's true. <laughs> yeah, I thought that I thought that was happening in September 2001, too. But, I just tweeted um, about yeah, it. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. But... Two weeks after 9-11, freshman year of college. Anyways, Kate Cunningham, Rick, you, you aren't a college basketball fan. You are a NBA fan. Your expertise is top-notch. So I have to ask you, do you know anything about this guy? Well, I'm familiar with him, and, and this is pretty much this is what happens is, like, Leading into the draft is when I all start to like uh, get some familiarity with the players and stuff like that. So that uh, by the time they start playing, uh, I'm I'm pretty much aware of it. But I mean, it seems like a no-brainer number one pick, and uh, I mean, it's something I get excited about. That's for sure. Um, but at the same time, uh, I think there's a good foundation in Detroit already. So it's just kind of cool that it's not going to be like a complete uh, start from scratch situation. There's at least some talent around there, but. Uh, you got to be excited about it, that's for sure. Yeah, it it could be a superstar coming to Detroit. You know, we haven't had a superstar come out of the draft like this, I don't know, maybe since, what, Grant Hill? I don't know. I would say Darko. Definitely Darko. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, it's it's exciting. What do you know about this guy, Tim? Uh, basically, he scores 20 a game, less than one block, six boards, uh, like one and a half steals. Most impressively, especially from this last uh, six-year series, his, his free throws are uh, 84.6% in comparison to Ben Simmons, maybe one and two. Yeah, and you know what? That's the comparison because he's a 6'8 point guard, Rick M. And, and when uh, I talked to my buddy about that, he's like, oh, no, he's another Ben Simmons. And guess what? Tim just squashed that because the guy can actually shoot. So, no. The, uh, the guy that I was I, I liked because I assumed we were drafting lower, would have been Jalen Suggs. But yeah. even his free throws are 76%. So in that case, two out of three is bad. A 6'8 point guard, Rick. That's the way it is right now in the NBA, right? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, size matters for sure. And uh, I mean, and that's the thing about, uh, you know, with the Ben Simmons situation. It's like when you have a an oversized guard like that, you should be able to dominate, but you've got to be, you know, uh, you guys have to have a team around you that can kind of uh, fill in the gap. So uh, Ben Simmons probably should have been playing off ball because uh, dribbling up the court, who cares? But uh, Kate can shoot, then uh, he's going to be dangerous. Uh, you know, so that's exactly what you need in a big guy. I mean, with somebody that's actually a threat like that, where uh, you can't, you, you got to keep him honest and you got to stay on him. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what he's all about for sure. Awesome. Listen. Last question. I'm going to go to Tim because Rick has already mentioned he's basically just a Pistons fan. All right, so this is not the first team to make the playoffs. That's a whole different question. I don't care about that. I don't care if you make the playoffs. Listen, the Pistons in the last few years, they got in as an eight seed and got swept. I want to know who's the first Detroit sports team to advance in the playoffs, Tim. It'd be the easiest would be for the Pistons. Yeah. I think the wings are still too far off. The, the Lions will always have difficulty moving out of the first round. And uh, the Tigers aren't, they're, they're nothing still. Yeah, and going off that, I'll ask Rick this. And this, this playoff is just, it just proves that. 
three of the four teams in the playoffs right now are kind of built the right way. And I think the Pistons are just kind of right there. Right, Rick? Yeah, and, and I think uh, this, this playoffs this year is kind of proving that, uh, I mean, the door is kind of wide open because, you know, LeBron and KD are starting to step aside. So who are, who are the next superstars? Who are the next teams that are going to kind of fill in the void? And I'm especially curious this year to see what happens. But honestly, I think uh, the East is pretty wide open right now. So, um, I mean, do you guys have a to kind of take that next step but what are we talking like three four years maybe even less i mean three is usually a kind of a safe bet yeah you know? i'd say three i'd say three yeah i have it two to three yeah three which is i mean hey that, that's it's going to be a, a fun ride for the next three years watching this team grow that's for sure but i mean honestly and then yeah maybe Giannis is going to be established but i think that the east will be uh Wide open in three years, honestly. All right, let's finish off with some rapid-fire NBA playoff prediction. I say the Suns are the 2021 champions. Who do you think, Tim? Yeah, I have the Suns. What about you, Rick? Oops, sorry. I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Phoenix Suns, for sure. I mean, uh, the Suns Sun has been my pick for a while. I mean, it's just uh, uh, somebody that could actually play, uh, uh, you know, kind of uh, you know, opposite for Booker. So yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of uh, finally like Booker finally was able to emerge uh, thanks to having Chris Paul kind of fill in the gaps that he he was trying to do everything. So Chris Paul now the floor general out there. It's it's good. I'm, I'm happy. I've never been a huge Chris Paul fan, but honestly, anybody that deserves a championship, I think he's been playing the right way. He's probably the number one guy out of the entire NBA right now that deserves a championship. So I'm excited to see. Uh, the Suns play in the finals and, and win the championship. Boom. Tim, many last words. The Pistons still need a quality power forward and quality center. Right. They need a good four and a five. All right, fair enough. Rick M., thanks for the last minute to fill in. Timmy, I can't. Hey, no problem, once, guys. Once again, being a great co-host of Girl Golf. We'll talk to you next time. For episode 8, we'll be talking about uh, who knows what, but it'll probably be something. Detroit Sports Related. Talk to you next time. Stay safe with our soup.